Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. We're still talking about the law of faith, and we talked about the fact that supernatural laws or spiritual laws operate just like natural laws do. There are certain conditions that have to be met to set laws in motion. So in our introduction, we're looking at Isaiah 55. And notice here in verse 6 through 9, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, this is God speaking, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He is saying that my way of thinking is much higher than your way of thinking, and my ways are much higher than your ways. So much higher, higher as the heavens are above the earth. I took liberty to look, look that up a little bit just to see how high the heavens are above the earth. And one site said 46 billion light years away that's high did you hear that 46 billion light years away and that's just the first layer to to where a man can't see anything beyond that or find anything beyond that would you say that's pretty high that's how much higher God's thoughts and ways are than ours so why do we think we know something why do we think we know anything If his ways and thoughts are that much higher than ours. Look, he knows a way you can walk on water. He knows how to get fish to bring coins in their mouths. He knows how to make an axe head swim made of iron. He knows how to get in a boat in the middle of the sea that he walked on the water to get to. And then take it and transport it to the shore in a heartbeat. He knows how to speak to the wind, the waves, and the sea and calm them with one word. He could bring a dead man four days back to life. That's impressive. Well, he's calling us to forsake our ways and thoughts and start living by his ways and thoughts. The way he wants us to think, we should think. The way he wants us to live, we should live. Supernatural laws that he's revealing to us in Scripture, praise God, we are to abide by. Look in Isaiah 55, look at verse 10. He wants us to operate in his ways and operate in his thoughts because we're called to a higher law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that made us free from the law of sin and death. But to walk in that law, we've got to apply it, its principles and meet the conditions. Look what it says. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. 
God's word reveals to us his ways and his thoughts. If God did not give us his word, we couldn't possibly know or understand his ways and thoughts. That would be an impossibility. But because he wants us to be a part of his royal family and live and reign with him throughout eternity with all these things that are out there that he has created, who knows what he wants to make you ruler over, but we've got to be taught his ways and thoughts in order to do it. To live by the laws that govern even the universe. Supernatural laws. Well, thank God he's given us his word. But now notice in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the responsibility lies with us. It's up to us to change the way we think. By getting a hold of the word of God and renewing our minds to it. And be not conformed to this world. This world is limited. Man's knowledge is limited. Man's understanding is limited. So don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind to what? The Word of God. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Good, 30. Acceptable, 60. Perfect, 100-fold will of God. We should want to walk in the 100-fold will of God. One of the laws that's higher than any law we could possibly understand here upon this planet is called calling things that be not as though they were. Calling things that be not as though they were. We want to talk about that tonight. It runs cross grain with the way a man thinks. Man says, I have to see it to believe it. God's way is you've got to believe it to see it. It's just the opposite. Look in the book of Romans chapter 4, and here we have a revelation of this law. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Let's do that again. And calls those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body. Now notice this now dead. When he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised. He was able also to perform so calling things that be not as though they were is a biblical principle that God used to do a mighty work in the lives of Abraham and Sarah it was a work that was used as these scriptures tell us to take something was that was dead and give it life both of their bodies were declared whose body was now dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And we'll talk about that. That expression quickens the dead. Is a reference to the fact. That his body was as good as dead. And her body. Had the deadness of her womb. That was the condition that they were in. Each of them. But let me ask you a question. That might be a law. Of sin and death and operation. That when a person grows older. Or becomes more seasoned. Or more mature, whichever you prefer. 
things happen. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man's being renewed day by day. So they're past the age of childbearing. And God said, you're going to have a baby. And God said, you're going to be the father of many nations. And you're going to be the mother of multitudes as well. And they don't even have a child. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Anything too difficult for God? No. He knows how to quicken the dead. How? He got them to cooperate with this higher law by calling things that be not as though they were, by inserting his name into their name and changing their names from Sarah to Sarai, some say, to Sarah, putting an H in it, and Abram to Abraham, H. Remember the Y-H-W-H in God, Jehovah, Y-H-W-H? You know, when you enter the covenant with somebody, you exchange names. And as they exchange names, Abraham now means the father of multitudes. Sarah, the mother of many. And so now we see we have these two names. And every time they call each other by their name, they are, they are now calling each other father of many, mother of many, father of many, mother of many. And this is going on for a very long time. As a matter of fact, it went on so long that they began to weary in well-doing. And they decided to do something on their own to give birth to Ishmael through Hagar. Right? See, they got weary. But God was still at work as they were calling each other father of many, mother of multitudes, and so on. By name. See, God knew how to get them to establish that law of faith in such a way that it was even unconscious to them. You know, names are important. You think of certain names that have meaning. And you name your child after that. For example, my name is William. It means great provider. I didn't know that for many, many years. But you're calling yourself, people are calling you a great provider. And you can look up other different names. And when you think about naming a child, make sure you've got a good name that means a lot. That's powerful. So here they are calling things that be not as though they were or as though they are. And they don't even know they're doing it. It's unconsciously that they're doing it. But God set it in motion. So even though they're childless, even though they don't have one child at all, he calls them a father of nations and the multitude of nations. Out of his loins is going to come this mighty people on the earth. Notice in Genesis 15, he says, so shall thy seed be. And remember, he still doesn't have a child. But he says, look. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said to them, so shall thy seed be. Why does he have him look to the heaven that's higher than the earth? Because if you look down to the earth and you are limited to natural laws and biological laws, all you see is it's impossible. The impossibility of it. The improbability of it. There's no possible way. Biologically speaking, that can possibly happen. He said, but don't look down here. You look up there. And when you look up there, you look at the stars that are up there in the sky. You know what? You see the multitude of them? So shall your seed be. He gave them a visual. Something to see that was higher than the lower truth down here. Oh, how important it is for us to keep before our consciousness 
the higher truths of God's word far above the lower realities of this life. Oh, when they said Andrew doesn't have a left pulmonary artery, what do you think your heart does at that moment? It just sinks. And fear tries to grip you. And then you remember, but Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, if you ask, you believe you receive, you shall have. And we ask God to give him one. And you know what? He heard and he gave him one. And we just cooperated with that law by calling it a being and saying, you have a left pulmonary artery. It is open. It is growing. It is whole. And in nine months, praise God, it happened. Abraham, it goes on to say, considered his body. Now remember, now dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered the fact that he's beyond the age, she's beyond the age, and their bodies are not really properly conditioned to bring in a child into the world. But after all the consider, considering all the facts and factors, he concluded that God's promise was higher and it highly outweighed all the natural improbabilities. God wants us to get to a place that we see it the same way. What we see is higher than these lower improbabilities that we face every day in life. If we had to be governed by what we hear on the news broadcast, what we hear about what's happening around the world, what we hear about what the enemy's doing on the earth, I'll tell you what, you'd come unglued and be full of fear. God wants us to lift up our eyes and see something higher than what's down here, lower on this earth. And start declaring these things to be true in our lives by calling things that be not as though they were so they can become realities. This is how God operates. And you're going to see that this is how he wants us to operate as well. We can use words as he spoke words. And by the words we speak, set in motion spiritual laws that will give him the liberty to act on our behalf. But remember, our words must be lined up with his. We've said before, why should we be calling things as they are when he says, call things that are not as though they were. Things that are, are subject to change. But things that are not seen are not subject to change. They are eternal truths that will never, ever change. And God wants us to leave this realm, operate in the higher realm, and start bringing reality from that realm into this realm. Abraham, again, means father of a multitude. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And so I'm sure every time he was tempted to say, look, this isn't working. He would go out at night and look up at the scars in the sky and just start saying, I remember what you said. Yes, did he falter along the way? Yes, but you know what? He got to the place where he was convinced that God, what he said, he was able to perform. He was fully persuaded by what God said above natural realities. Sarah, she, he told her, focus on all the dust you see in the air. Did you ever have the sh sunlight shine into your house through a window? And you thought you just cleaned your house really well? And you saw all the dust particles in, in the air? Mm-hmm. Focus on that for a while. 
Sarah, he said, you focus on that. Abraham, you focus on the stars and the sand along the seashore. And when you do, just remember, you're a father of a multitude. You too are going to be responsible for nations coming out of your loins. Wow. Hard to imagine when you don't have a child. But did that hinder God? They finally got to a place after calling each other multitude, father of multitude and so on. That of course the child of promise was born, Isaac. And we know the history of that. But now let's look in 2 Kings chapter 6. At some things that are beyond what is seen in this natural world. And let's see how this plays out even in scripture. So that we can develop a lifestyle of faith. That will enable us to start calling some things. The way God wants us to call things. What's your call? Anybody ever asked this question? What's your call? How do you call it? How do you see it? They're asking your opinion about something. You can give your natural opinion. Or you can give a supernatural opinion word of God. In 2 Kings chapter 6, 14, Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. They came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You see, the servant saw all the chariots and the horses surrounding them. And he figured, this is it for us. But no, Elisha answered and said, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And I can just see his servant saying, there's two of us. And we're surrounded by a host, an army, chariots, horses, Warriors, say that again, Elisha. I said there's more that be with us than that be with them. In the natural, is that true? Absolutely not. There's more that be with them than that be with us. And that's how we can see things when we go through trials and situations and circumstances that are adverse. But the prophet says, he prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Oh, that our eyes would be open. That we could see beyond the curtain that veils this world from that world. That there's more that be with us than to be with them. And the Lord opened up the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Hallelujah. Imagine that. You're so concerned about this army here in the natural when there's a greater army on your behalf working for you. You say, well, that was Elisha the prophet. Well, he said, my God will fight for you. Isn't he our God? Amen. Isn't he on our side? Isn't he with us? Isn't he for us? Isn't he in us? Absolutely. He's greater in us than anything we face in the world. Well, he's calling things that be not as though they are by faith. There's more that be with us than there be with them. And what happens? They're delivered. 
They set in motion spiritual laws. As a result, the realities of the glory world took over and God's purposes were accomplished here in the earth. That's how God wants us to act in faith. Calling things that be not as though they were so they can materialize in a natural world. Look at 2 Kings chapter 4. Elisha once again, there's a situation where this woman who couldn't have a son now has a son miraculously, but the son dies of a heat stroke. You'll see it. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to, to the reapers and he said to his father my head my head and he said to a lad carry him to his mother and when he had taken him he brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then died of a heat stroke so there he is in the natural he's dead and that's not a good situation for that mom is it well the mom look at what she does move on down so she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that, she, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now and pray, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with, thy, with the child? And she answered, It is well she's calling things that be not because it's not well as though they were how'd she get that revelation people think we're crazy that was a long time ago they thought this is something new that we concocted up faith people no 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 is it well with your husband is it well with your child is it well with you it is well The end of the story is she called things that be not as though they were. And that child was raised from the dead. Imagine that. It reminds me of the woman whose daughter was possessed of a devil. And Jesus said to her, oh woman, for that saying, the devil has gone out of your daughter. For what reason? For that saying. Some people want to say, well, it's because it was the will of God. No, Jesus said it was because of her saying what she said. The devil is gone out of her daughter. Calling things that be not as though they were is the way that God gets things done. It's the way he does things. And he wants us to do the things the same way in our lives. Start calling some things that be not as though they were. I can't pay my bills is not calling things that be not as though they were. It's calling things that are as if they are. You know what? I can pay my bills because my God supplies all my need according unto his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And even though maybe you don't have the means by which you can pay your bills, you've set in motion some spiritual laws that God's going to get some things into your life. But it's up to us to cooperate with God and operate in supernatural laws. And do what he tells us to do. And this is one of the principles here. Calling things that be not as though they were. Look at Isaiah 46. Verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old. For I am God. And there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me. 
think he likes himself. <laughs> and he can. He has a right to. Decla Notice, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. He calls the things that are not yet done, done, and they become a reality. You could say it this way. He's calling things that be not as though they were. So he calls it done, even though it's not done in a natural. And when he calls it done, that is something is done before it actually happens. It happens because he calls it done before it happens. Not after it happens. The natural way of thinking, as far as we are concerned, we'll call it done when it's done. I've heard a lot of people say, I'll call myself healed when I see I'm healed. God says, call things that are not as though they were. Look at Joel 3.10. We'll start there first of all. To show us how God is trying to infiltrate our minds, to get us to think the way he wants us to think, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. What do you mean let the weak say, I am strong? Why should the weak say, I am strong? If the weak is weak, and you're being honest, then I'm weak. Why is he telling them to say, I am strong? Because he wants them to call things that are not as though they were, or as though they are. God doesn't wait for something to happen before he calls it done. God calls it done before it happens. So start saying, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let the weak say, I am strong. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strengths to mount up with wings as eagles that run and not weary and walk and not faint. I am strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. You see when you start calling things that are not as though they are. You set in motion these laws that enable God to move. From the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And do the things that he wants to do in our lives. But if we just call things as they are. I can't get a job. I can't find a mate. I can't find any work anywhere. I can't pay my bills. I can't seem to get better. And the list goes on and on. We're playing right into the hands of natural laws. And the enemy who will use those natural laws to hold us in captivity and bondage. But when you start walking around saying it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I feel. It matters what I believe. And I believe, praise God, I am what God says I am. Look at the next one in 1 Peter 2.24. Who his own self bear sins in his own body on the tree. That we being led dead to sin should live to righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed if ye were healed then ye are healed so what are we calling ourselves we're calling ourselves healed even though it's not that way in the natural and that's not lying because you're calling yourself healed you're not calling things that are as though they're not calling things that are as though they're not is like saying you know, you got your eyes watering and your nose is running and you're coughing your head off and all that. I'm not sick. 
I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Yes, you are. You're not supposed to say I'm not sick. You're supposed to say I, I may be sick, but I'm calling myself well from right here on. I'm calling myself healed by the stripes of Jesus from this point on. I will call myself what he calls me, not what anybody else says about me. I call myself well. I call myself whole. Why? Because I asked him. He heard me. I believe he's moved from heaven. I believe he's touching my body. And I'm calling myself well. I'm calling myself whole. I'm not saying I'm not sick. You know, Elisha didn't say, there is no army out there. There's no army out there. He didn't say that. He said, there's more that be with us than that be with them. He was calling things that are not as though they were, understanding the law of faith. Look at the next one. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 28. And this should get us all to shout. You bring your shouter tonight? All right, get it ready. And base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, yea, and things which are not, those are the supernatural things, to bring to naught or nothing things that are. Did you get that? Things that are a reality in the natural world in which we live in, things that are, well, he revealed to us things that are not seen with your natural eye so that the things that are not can bring to nothing the things that are. So what are the things that we want to get rid of? What are the things that we want to overcome? What are we told in 2 Corinthians 4.18? While we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen... They can change. But the things that are not seen, they cannot change. So God will use the things that are not seen to bring to nothing, to reduce to nothing the things that are. So whatever these things are that might be in front of us, mountains, adversities, trials, circumstances, situations, and so on, I'm calling you gone in Jesus' name. I'm calling you bowing before the throne of Almighty God. Before the name of Jesus, you, I'm calling you bowing before the name of Jesus. I'm calling myself well. I'm calling myself strong. I'm calling myself healed. I'm calling myself whole. I'm calling myself delivered. Can you see how people are bound by their own words? You're snared by the words of your mouth. You're taken captive by the words of your mouth. We are told in the scriptures in the book of Proverbs. I just can't seem to get free from this. Guess what? You're right. You're not going to get free from it. I call myself free. I call myself free. But what if I fall? Just keep calling yourself free. Keep calling yourself free. And you, you know what? You're, one day you're going to rise up, praise God, and you're going to get out of your bed in the morning. And you're going to say, I am free. Who the Son has said free is free indeed. I am call I'm not just calling it. I am free. I call myself free. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I call it into manifestation. I call it into being. Calling things that are not as though they are is the way God gets things done. Let there be light, and there comes light. Let the earth bring forth in bud, and the earth brings forth in bud. Let the weak say, I am strong. 
he hath said that you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. What he said, we can say. So it's not lying because why? The spirit of truth. God never lies. The spirit of truth abides within us. If I call myself well when I'm sick, I'm not lying. I'm calling myself well according to God's word. And by his stripes I was healed according to God's word. And God's word cannot lie and God cannot lie. Amen. Why, why are we emphasizing this? Because we live in a world that's negative. We live in a world full of doubt and unbelief. We live among people that are just confined to what their five senses dictate to them. And you know what? It gets on us as Christians. It gets on us as believers. If we allow it to get on us. Now, what do we do? We just echo the same words. You know what's time to do? Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Look, I'm all in favor of running, jumping, shouting, hanging from the chandeliers and anything else you want to do. But when your feet hit that ground, you better have a foundation of God's word underneath you. And you're not acting out just in emotionalism, but you know the truth that delivers and sets you free. You're hitting that ground, praise God, with your feet on solid ground. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. I know God's speaking to some hearts tonight about changing the way you're thinking and speaking. Remember, God's ways and God's thoughts are higher than our ways and thoughts. And he wants us to start cooperating with this law of faith. Call things that be not as though they were so they can become realities. Every time when Andrew was born, the first 10 months, the first nine months in particular before his surgery and then 10 months, Every time one came in and said, he, he'll never suck, swallow, or breathe. He'll be on a feeding tube for the rest of his life. Thank you for your professional opinion. And we start saying, that's not true. We're calling you sucking, swallowing, breathing at the same time. We say you're going to eat pizza. No doubt about it. In Jesus' name, we said what we wanted. We said the end result. We declared it. In your pathway is life and there is no death, son. Hallelujah. We declare it. And proclaim it and decree it. Hallelujah. Man, I don't know what this is doing for you. It's just rising up in my soul. Call some things that be not as though they were. So they can become realities in your life. And if you push me hard enough, I might start saying, I can sing. I need a little bit more, I need a little bit more than that. Is it well with your soul? Call it well with your soul. Hallelujah. You ever speak to your storehouse? That's your bank account. Grow. I see you growing. I call you growing. See your bills. I call you paid. I call you paid. It may not be a reality in the natural, but I call you paid. Are you getting it? Let's all stand together.